right, here we are, back again, back at it for the AMC. Uh, we got a little intro music this time around. What do Plug you guys think? Plug my man in. Plug him was in, that, folks. Was that time, I probably should have gotten 30 seconds on it instead of the eight, but just warming up. Um, so the last last podcast we talked on about um, the NFC uh, over-unders, um, and and I, I failed to do an introduction, which is fine. I'm not blaming myself, but... Um, uh, we really, um, you know, we started this out of uh, sheer um, disagreement about Trey Lance, but we got to a wonderful place last night where, um, where I think we 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 both see uh, the sides of Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, Trey Lance, and um, and so really this podcast is uh, to highlight folks like Rick um, to spend ten minutes talking about the Chicago Bears, who are probably not on everyone's radar this year. As, as a hot topic in the NFL. Um, next week, we're, we're hoping to get um, Weeksy on to, to break down breakfast sandwiches. Um, very passionate about it. So really, we want to give people a voice to talk about things that they're passionate about, things that maybe you, myself, Maddie P, Rick, don't, don't think about every day, but um, is in the back of our mind somewhere. So uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Maddie P, Rick, welcome back. Any any thoughts going into today, and how does the newfound stardom with the fourteen downloads? It's been a it's 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 been a full day of media requests. Yeah, I've just, uh, I've, uh, I've purchased four cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, have to like for all the people or... that we had to hire. That's yes. Um, yeah, no, so... we're, we we appreciate the uh, the quick turnaround in the interest. How about that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think this is this is exciting, and and now that we've got one under our belt, we'll be able to to go through this um, and and really sort out some questions that that America has for us. Um, so we're going to start with the AFC South, but before we we dive in, um, just to give you a preview, we're going to go AFC South, North, West, East, and then we'll do some some Super Bowl picks. Um, what you know. Uh, Maddie's best bet, <laughs> Rick's Rick's uh, long shot. Um, we'll we'll play it by ear wherever we we decide to go with it. I I appreciate all the listeners uh, along for the ride. So um, NFC South. Let's start with the the reigning NFC South champions, the the AFC uh, number one seed last year, the Titans. Thoughts. Maddie, you can start off. I, I see you chewing on it a little bit. Yeah. Um, the Titans are interesting. They, they, it feels like the type of team that you're never really all that sure what they're going to they're gonna bring to the table. They lost. Well, obviously lost some stuff. The defense has been kind of held together with, with uh, scotch tape, the kind of scotch tape that's really almost out of, out of sticky on the backside. Like there's not a whole lot <laughs> holding that thing together. I think, you know, Rabel's a great coach. He'll Dan Campbell them to a certain amount of wins. <laughs> it's just, it's a weird team. I, I don't really see a path for them doing it. I think there's a chance that the Titans could play 17 games this year, and I don't know about any of them. They're just infinitely boring to me. So I don't know. I honestly don't even know what their over-under is. So it's um, nine and a half. Nine and a half. I see a lot of teams on this schedule that I think they're going to struggle to to keep off the scoreboard. That's going to be a problem for them. And they're not a high-powered offense. I mean, what's what's the plan there? Just go right back to feeding yep. Henry 30 Ball carries control, again? 35 mm-hmm. minutes, time That's, of possession. They're going to establish it so hard. Pete Carroll is going to be beside himself that he was out. He's going to be up in the booth. <laughs> 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 now, <laughs> With a pack of Marlboros rolled up in his sleeves. Yeah, it's... You know what? Under this team's I don't care for this team. Under. Rick? Yeah, it's an under. It's like an eight and nine team. This wide receiver, I mean, any team that's relying on Robert Woods to be your far and away number one wide receiver, uh, you better have a pretty damn good quarterback. And Tannehill is what he is. So uh no one really knows what Burks is gonna be. They're relying on uh Westbrook Akini or however the gentleman's name is spelled. He's one of those names you look at in fantasy a thousand times that you never say out loud, so you really don't know. Mm. Um, you know, they're stepping, they're expecting him to step up in a big way and Hooper, I don't know. It, it's probably not going to be good. So let's just say a solid under there. I'm, I'm under too. Um, the thing is like, 
the national media is under on them across the board, it feels like. And so, you know, I'm surprised this line hasn't moved down to like eight and a half or, or whatever the case might be. Um, and, you know, how many carries has Derrick Henry had over the last four years, even missing, you know, six or seven games? On the flip yeah. side, the thing that excites me a bit about the Titans is they had more injuries than anyone else in football last year. They started more guys. They played, a you know, 100 some odd people by week 13. So, I, I mean, that's a testament to Vrabel. Um, but I think they got away with some stuff. I think last year you saw like in the Patriots game, Patriots controlled the game other than like two big runs from, you know, I think it was Foreman and Hilliard. Um, but other than that, it was, you know, it, it was a, a, it seemed like a blowout. It seemed like Titans were never in the game. So I'm, I'm under on them, but I, I wonder if everyone's kind of sleeping on them. They're going to be the annoying team that no one is really excited about outside of Tennessee and goes 10-7, gets the seven seed, and no one wants to watch in the playoffs. Yeah, I, their biggest right. problem is there's, there's all- a lot of Raiders, Dallas, Chargers, KC yeah, on that schedule. Thankful. So it's yeah. it's more of a strength of schedule issue, I think, for them. But it could be surprising, as you said. So either way. There's a couple of positions that you can't really afford to lose top talent at and maintain your level of play. And one of them nowadays is edge rusher and losing Landry's going to be Landry's gone. You don't backfill that kind of guy. Like you could probably get a couple guys to slap that together, but you're not going to get that same level, not only his production, but you're not going to get teams worried about what he's doing over there, which impacts the game plan, which opens up opportunities for turnovers and takeaways. So it's going to be a slog for them. And I also, they have more competition in the division than they previously did, I think. So yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, moving on, Jacksonville, six and a half is the over-under. Rick, feelings about Jacksonville is is Doug Peterson, um, or are Doug Peterson, Brandon Scherf, and uh, Christian Kirk were, were three and a half more wins this year. <laughs> yes. Your feelings on Jacksonville? They're, they're an eight and nine team. And Whoa. So we already know they're going to get better. Right. This was a young team yes. to begin with. We know they've improved uh, in a couple of different areas. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, theoretically, will look a little bit more like a quarterback. ATN will actually have functional legs this year. Um, ATN, I've left him out. Yeah. So, I mean, th- their wide receivers are hot garbage, really, with the exception of what version of Kirk they get. Uh, that might be an issue, you know, assuming that Lawrence is going to get better. But again, they got some softies in the schedule. They're playing Washington, they're playing the Texans twice, they're uh, playing New York twice. So they almost have to stumble into that under, I think, just by virtue of being a halfway decent team. But uh, they will have some monsters on there where they'll get crushed at the same time. So again, another 500 team, and I think 500, well, not 500 anymore with the NFL schedule, but uh, near 500 is, is good enough for them to shoot for. It, the 9 a.m. game in London scares me as a Denver Bronco fan. I, I don't want to play Jacksonville in London. I want to play Jacksonville in Jacksonville and feel good about going in, getting the 1 o'clock win. But that 9 a.m. game, it's uh, – sorry, 8 a.m. for you, Rick. Uh, East Coast bias here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It's only one time zone. In in fairness to Rick, he's never actually in that time zone. He's usually in multiple time zones at once. He's a time traveler, so he really can't even claim it anymore. It's a a flat circle. But anyways, Maddie, thoughts on Jacksonville? I am legitimately worried about how much I love this team. Ooh, they. So for a lot of the reasons Rick mentioned, I Lawrence is a good quarterback. Like we cannot count anything they did last year. Like Urban Meyer. It's a disaster. Like we've proven over and over again that he can only do one thing and it's berate college kids who are only playing at his school because they know it's their best chance to get to the pros into winning games. So he's got no value. I'm not a huge Peterson guy. I think he's like a little antiquated in the way that he operates, but I think he brought in a good staff. He's a good coach. He's one. He can do it. He's done it before. Yep. I know Lawrence is good. I feel very confident in that. Um, I know Kirk is good. I think Zay Jones has a role. I think he can play. I mean, you don't he, – he's produced in some capacity. So they've got that. They've got the running back situation sorted out. The defense is spunky. I would go over here because it's a it's a bet with my heart because I just really li- – I like that team. I think there's an opportunity for them because of the way the schedule lines up to rip off some wins, pick up some confidence. 
I think they're a good team. I think this is the team that you that everybody thought the Titans were last year in terms of how they were slept on and how nobody really game planned for them and just kind of walked into games because they don't have a home field advantage. You mentioned it. Nobody. Jacksonville is not even a real city. I don't think it's a real city. Is it on the map? (laughs) We don't we don't have any fans in Jacksonville yet, yeah. so you're not offending. And I, you know what? I don't. Oh, there there goes the Jacksonville market. Thanks. <laughs> that hotbed, that hotbed, fifty fifth in the country probably. We'll do without them. But I do like their squad. So Duval. <laughs> so Houston over unders four. Okay, Maddie, get back to Houston. Sorry, Rick, you had a thought. No, I'm going to wait until let. Yeah, go, Maddie. Lovey. <laughs> Lovey, that hurts. Rick, Rick's going to give us some lovey, and we're going to get that on the back end. Um, okay. Davis Mills' neck is just way too long to be a human, which worries me because then I feel like there's no way he can be a human being, which means he's got a suspension of some sort coming. Goodell will get him. This team stinks. They have no defense. They have one skill position player who can do anything. Quarterback's questionable. We know Lovey's not a great coach. This is... I didn't even hear what you said the over-under was, but this is an easy it's, under. It's four. And yeah. and I, you know, I made the point with the Bears yesterday. Like, you know, I think they're going to lose a lot of 23-27 games because they have a, a valid defense. Um, I think Houston's going to lose a lot of 38-13 to 13 games. Um, and they just won't be able to stick around. Even if they jump out on someone 10 nothing, you know, and Davis Mills gets hot with, with his neck and everything, I think uh, – <laughs> Is it is it longer than Glennon's than Mike Glennon? Oh, him and Glennon combined, if you put both of their necks together, and I'm sure science could get us there, they could <laughs> or orbit the earth at least once. Gr- Gruden might yeah, Gruden might uh, explode with another that. what's the common denominator here? None of these are real people. If you crossed <laughs> paths with any of these people out in the world, would you think they were one of the guys from Men in Black or would you think they were a normal human? <laughs> <laughs> Rick, I, I, would think guys like, I think they're just guys that like guys with long necks, and that's a whole different subcategory. Um, okay, here, yeah, we'll do that. Question for you too. guys before I answer: Can uh, yeah. the Texans beat the Giants? Ooh. Um. Oh, do, do we have to watch the game? Do I have to yeah, physically watch? It, it, this this is one of those you open your computer at four o'clock, and you're like, oh. Okay, so not a clockwork so orange. Keep the eyes open. Force us to see the whole thing. Nope, situation just in a in a vacuum. Uh, no, they cannot. Okay, then I have them for zero wins. Ooh, that's not a lot of wins. I, I I'm looking. I mean, I, I think the Bears will beat them. Um, Good. I, I don't see a single win on the schedule. I could be wrong about that, but uh, yeah. So considering that uh, they can't beat the Giants by group decision, they have zero wins. <laughs> that's, that's harsh. Um. Yeah, is that Will Anderson's home? Do they run back Davis Mills again, um, or do they go for like for Stroud or or they can't Rice? stick with Mills? Mills isn't it, right? Yeah. No, maybe sure that's it. Jimmy G's next home. Um, uh, Poor guy, man. I'm just glad I don't care about that team at all. It's just so so <laughs> dire. It's so depressing. We'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. Colts. I, I've got them. So they're nine and a half. They're, I've got them at 12 wins. I think they're a 12 and 5 mm-hmm. team. And I think they easily could be, if the AFC West beats up on each other, I think they could very easily be the two seed um, rolling into the playoffs. Um, I think they're, you're going to see a lot of 10, 7, 11, and 6 this year in the AFC. But so I like the Colts. I love, you know, I, they're going to keep pounding Jonathan Taylor, even though they say they're going to, you know, back off. Um, that's their best path to win games. And Matt Ryan is. A, a quarterback. He's an actual NFL quarterback. <laughs> and I don't know what they've been doing with like end of career, Phillip rivers, uh, Carson Wentz. I like Pittman, um, you know, would like to see it. And it looks like, it sounds like Alec Pierce is getting a lot of, you know, nice buzz second round pick um, at wide receiver and their defense is just really good all over the place. So I think Gilmore doesn't have to be the star on the back end of the defense. He can just, you know, go back to being, you know, um, in the right place at the right time, not shutting down half, half the field, but shutting down a quarter of the field. So I, I'm going way over on it. Rick, how do you feel? I'm uh, I'm with you. They're, they're definitely over. I have them at 11 and 6. Um, I just hope that Matt Ryan doesn't get hurt because then you're going to have the Nick Foles show and no one wants to see that. That would dramatically change the, uh, the scope of the season for them. But 
that being said, uh, Pittman should be just fun as hell this year. And he's one of those guys that if he was on any other team, he'd be super hyped right now. But uh, I'm a big Paris Campbell guy, as Maddie knows. I'm rooting for my boy yep. for one healthy season, for the love of God. Confirm. Um, yep. Yeah, assuming that things fall into place for these guys, it should be pretty fun. And again, uh, they're playing in a division that is advantageous for them as far as schedule is concerned. So, yeah, 11 and 6. Let's go. Maddie. Uh, we are in agreement here for sure. I am concerned that both of you neglected to mention that this is also a team employing Rodrigo Rex Beck's Blankenship. Ooh, not a man who misses kicks. Never once missed a kick. It's never happened. You could look that up. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, probably. But I love this team. This is a good defense. They've got you know one of the best five, three or four or five linebackers in the yep. in the league. Um, decent on the back end, like you mentioned. They lost Kari Willis, but they drafted this, this kid Nick Cross out of Maryland, who's yep. real good. He can play. So this is an awesome team. They got depth. Like anything, you know, you lose your quarterback, you're in trouble. Like I don't know of one team really out there that has a backup quarterback other than the Niners. Maybe you know that's for another debate, but. You know, well, another, Seattle uh, or Seattle, of course. Yeah, yes, I think this too long. Yeah, yeah, you can't lose there. So yeah, I'm over here too. This team's great, and they're set up well. The schedule's set up well. Matt Ryan can play. He does. His efficiency didn't wane at all last year. Like he can still play, and now he's got an incredible line, weapons. Pittman's going to be elite. That's a good team. Mm-hmm. All right, NFC North. Um, let's start with the Ravens. Everyone's loving the Ravens. Russ signs his extension. They're like, what, what's going on with Lamar? Um, everyone wants to know what's going on with the Ravens. Uh, maybe getting a little overhyped. They had a good draft. They had a great draft. They always draft really well. I know always. they had injuries last year. Their backfield was decimated. Um, is it is it too much hype? Is it is it warranted? We know Harbaugh is a good coach. Um, I don't know. They're uh, They're over under. Tied for third highest in the NFL at ten and a half. Man. Seems criminally low. Oh yeah, you think it's low? Yeah, they're they're thirteen and for four sure. easily. I, I think Ooh. looking at them, they're going to lose to the Bengals, Tampa. Actually, I'll take it back. Uh, I'll just swap it out. They'll lose to Tampa, the Bengals twice. I have them. I mean, let's assume they beat the Bengals once. Let's assume they just get a weird loss to the Steelers. I mean, they're somewhere between 14 and 13 wins at this point. It's hard to justify going any other way with that, just based on their cakewalk of the schedule. Um, I'm curious. Let me look up strength of schedule this year. Yeah, I actually don't have that up in front of me either. But I was thinking about it. I'm like looking at these teams to figure out. I mean, Gibby, you nailed it. This team, there was a stat I saw the other day over the past, like yeah. I think, five, either five or seven drafts, um, however long Ozzie Newsom's been there. I mean, they just – they have more of the players they've drafted on their roster than any other team in yeah. the league. So they – which means you're you're drafting – maybe you're not getting a bunch of stars, which they have also done, especially on right. the defensive side of the ball, but they've got depth. So they never – the one spot, like I mentioned earlier, you can't lose depth at quarterback. Like Tyler Huntley is not Lamar. They're not close. Sure. They're not even in the same stratosphere. So – and then I think what it does is people don't know how to – they really don't have a good way to assess this team because there's a lot of different ways to look at it now. Like, are they going to go back to being run heavy? Is Lamar going to throw the ball more? Like they have weapons to throw the ball to their running backs. Can't stay healthy. Like we don't know what the offense is going to look like. I know Greg Roman has been saying that he's willing to open it up a little bit more than he has. And cause that's, you know, who knows it's could be coach speak. It could be real, but I think it's too good of a team. Lamar's good. They're balanced. Like this team's always going to win a bunch of games. Division's not that not that difficult. Yeah, I I think I, I see the Steelers, and you pencil the Steelers in for nine and seven every year. Or, you know, nine and eight, no matter what, or ten, you know, six, and and they're not the same Steelers necessarily. So, you know, it's those games looked a little more intimidating as I was going through, and I I had the the Ravens at, at ten and seven, but I'm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch this with a 10 foot pole. I think, you know, they're probably <laughs> over as, as Rick said. Um, all right. Uh, Browns, a lot going on in Cleveland this time of year. Um, Maddie, your thoughts on, on Cleveland. Oh, that's a despicable franchise. Everything, <laughs> everything they've done leading up to during and now after this whole Watson 
scandal has just been like every wrong decision. It's like the buddy you've got and you go out and you watch him operate and you're saying to yourselves a couple more drinks and I know where this is headed. Every decision is going to be a poor decision and they just keep doing it. So what's, what's, what's Watson out for? Was it 10, 11 games? 11 what was the okay. Yeah. So and is he going to be good when he gets back? Yeah. That's, that's another thing we can't he answer. Football for two yeah. years at that point. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, I don't see how this team is all that different from like the lions at this point. They kind of yeah. feel like the same team to me. So I put them in that bucket. They're not going to beat. They just have no shot. They're not going to, they can't do anything with the Bengals or the Ravens. And I think they're probably on par with the Steelers, even though they've got their issues. So I don't know. What's the over under here? Eight and a half. And I go yeah, hard on it. Again, like right. I, that one seems criminally high. Like I, it's one of those situations yeah. where like, what are we missing? Um, even yeah. after week 11, you look at where he's going to be facing. Uh, week 11, he'll be in time for the Bills, um, assuming he plays in week 12. Then he's got Tampa and the Bengals, the Ravens, New Orleans, Steelers. I mean, it's not going to be a, an easy return for him with a couple of uh, sprinkled in. So uh, even when he does, he's got old man Amari, who maybe we're discounting him. Maybe given his own stage, he's going to be just fine. But Donald, Donald Peoples-Jones... <laughs> He feels older, but I bet you it, people don't realize. I think he's like 27. That's pretty good. He feels like he's been playing for 15 years. He does. He's 28, and he feels like he should be 30-something. Yeah, he's been yeah. around. He's Easily. He's ha- He's been around since 2015. Yeah, he's a Man. weird, weird well, that's credit to he was him an early... for hanging out as long as he has. And he, like I said, he might be given his own stage doing really well. But beyond that, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell, uh, Felton is still somehow on a roster. Um, mm. David Joku, like okay. I mean, everyone's pretty excited about Deshaun coming back, but what's he going to do once he's there? Um, yeah, this this team is horrible. It's it's a bad team run by bad people, rooted for by bad people. So sorry, Cleveland market, you're out too. They they claim they they claimed Kellen Mond too. I just am now seeing who's never shown even the smallest ability to be a quarterback. Oh, man. Good for them. They're going to go down in flames. Gibby, what do you we, think? We've alienated Jacksonville and the city of Cleveland. <laughs> we That's didn't fine. want either of those cities. They're not in our demographic. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cleveland, I, I, I love you. <laughs> Well, that's where you're going to be. I mean, yeah, the Hall of Fame is the only reason you care about Cleveland. Yeah, well, you're just keeping the lights on for that. Only that's all. Keep the lights on in Cleveland. For, <laughs> for, uh, do you have to wait five years when you retire? Like in not Rock you. Ball? I don't think so. Not you. Not you. Special sponsors exemption. Um, I, I'm I'm 100 percent team uh, Joachim Noah Noah on that uh, Cleveland hmm. front. Hmm. What does he say? Does, he said like. Nothing good ever happens there. No one ever says they they're going to go on vacation to Cleveland. It's because it sucks. Sorry. Counterpoint, bro. <laughs> Cleveland rocks. That's what they're telling us. That's what I've seen. Well, Oil Can Boyd back in like the eighties <laughs> had the line that like they shouldn't have built the stadium so close to the ocean because it was like the game got delayed because of fog rolling in from the lake. <laughs> good city planners. <laughs> So uh, we've got Cleveland done. Uh, let's go to Pittsburgh before we, we hit on um, the the reigning AFC champions. But Pittsburgh sitting there at, at seven and a half. Rick, how do you feel about Pittsburgh? I'm confused. Uh, with, here's the deal. Uh, and we talked about it yesterday. I'm really rooting for Mitch because I feel like he was completely ruined by bad coaching and I'm glad to see he's still in the league and survived it. And he kind of reclaimed himself to a certain extent in Buffalo. So um, I'm rooting for him to do well and they're going to be a little tough probably to watch. What's the the line? I'm sorry. It's seven and a half. Seven and a half. I'm going to – take the under i'm gonna assume they win seven games and if they win more than that it's a pleasant surprise i'm not gonna have too much of an optimistic purview this is a team that's continuing to kind of make some changes here they have a lot of really great weapons but um it's probably an over now that i'm thinking about it it wouldn't surprise me to see them squeeze out eight or nine just by looking at their schedule here so i don't know i i don't have a whole lot of thoughts about them other than they're very confusing and i have weird thoughts about mitch is is he is he the quarterback in november um, my my heart says yes, but my head says he's not the quarterback after week five. Okay. So I have a I have a theory on that. Yes. 
I'm, I know you love this game, Gibby. It's kind of like Pepe Silvia, right? We're just going to run the string and see if we can come up with a, a logic-based decision. But Steelers, I think people are missing this. Their O-line is the worst it's literally ever been. And they're generally known for having a really good offensive line, which helps them to control the pace of the game, give time to Ben. Like Ben was immobile for the last like five, six years. Yeah, was So if, if the offensive line is going to be bad – and Mitch would prefer to run around and throw on the run off script. It technically sets up pretty well for him the skill talent that he's got to do that with. Fryermuth, Claypool, yep. Johnson, and Pickens can all make plays. Yeah, and so I think they're going to be a problem for that reason. I I think I counted like eight nine wins on the schedule. But to answer your question directly, Gibby, I think Mitch could end up playing most of the year. I think Pickett can play. But I think he's the guy that stands back there and gets crushed while Mitch kind of like makes some stuff happen. So I think he loses the job, but it's closer to like we're out of playoff contention. We really don't have a shot at this. Let's see what Pickett can do. Can I I ask you a question? Does this change your your opinion in any way? Let me give you some fact here. Mm -hmm, Please. Does it change anything for you knowing that Chris Boswell has a higher career field goal completion percentage than Blankenship? By about four (laughs) I mean, it makes – it makes me sad. I assume they're one and two all time. Obviously, <laughs> surprisingly uh, enough, I would give them not close. I'd give them a few more wins if they had Rex Bex on the squad, and they don't. So, Boswell, how old is that guy now? I feel like he's been around for like fifty years. He he's is thirty-one. Twenty-five. He's twenty-five. Yeah, he just right, came out. Yeah. <laughs> no, ninety-one. Birthday ninety-one. Hey, Benjamin Button does. <laughs> Uh, last team in the AFC North, we've got the the Bengals. Um, Super Bowl hangover. What do you think, Batty? So I don't want to give anything away at the end of the show here, but I'm going to be talking about the Bengals again towards the end when we get mm. to the best and worst bets. Um, and it's probably going to be something that everybody can piece together. But this team's great. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl last year, only got better. Um, schedule, obviously the nature of when you go that far and you finish that high in the division, your schedule is going to get a little bit beefier. So that is what it is. But the offensive line got better. That was one of their only real weaknesses. Um, I mean, they still have every, they didn't lose anybody and the defense is still solid. They got guys in the back end that can play. I think them and the Ravens, they're going to be a lot of really fun games to watch. I think they could be the two teams that we end up seeing a lot of sneaky shootouts with that people aren't expecting. And I know they play on Sunday night early in the year in Baltimore, and then the return trip um, is is one that's also like right in the middle of the schedule. So, yeah, it's um it's a good team. I think they're going to be really good. I think they'll make it back pretty far. Rick, this this is just too talented of a team not to at least put up thirteen wins at this point. Hmm. Um, I you got one of the more business like just reliable running backs in the league and Mixon, just your pure workhorse, assuming he's going to be healthy. Uh, Burrow's a little hobbled, but he seems to be hobbled every year. That just might be his thing, Uh, but he seems to be playing through it. Um, Yeah, I mean, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, and then you got some depth there too. Like you got P. Ryan, you got uh, guys who could step up. So even with some injuries, these guys would be able to to still function. So yeah, they're a good team. I, 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 I'm curious to hear what hard opinion Maddie's going to throw out there. <laughs> but aside from that, it's, I feel like I, I know, but uh, yeah, I agree. It's the offensive line for me. Uh, you know, they, that was their only hole. Like that was it. And it, and it showed up in the biggest way in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Um, it was, it was on stage for everyone. Um, I mean, they, they had every every team that makes the Super Bowl runs into some luck at some point, right? You're not mm-hmm. going to get there, but um, you know Tannehill's utter like collapse in that division game, um, you know, was was probably the reason they they made it up made it out. Um, like they were trying to give that game away. I think who was it? Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons had like. Five sacks, tons. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah. So, but I agree. I mean, bro, just seems like he's always going to play with like a, a torn Achilles, and, um, and he's going to be out there again and again. So, yeah, just I'm just over smoking on a half. cigarette. He's going to be. Just oh boring. yeah, he's loving, loving it. He's, like, he's like out there tourniqueting like, his own leg, like in between plays. <laughs> he's going to be fine. 
Gibby, um, would you like to join? Would you like to join Rick and I in being as out on Skyline Chili as we are in on the Bengals? I don't know I, much I, about Skyline Chili. It's it's like a. I'm it's, more out on Skyline a, than I am Cleveland. You could classify it as a slop. It's kind of like somebody made sloppy joes and then dumped a bucket of water into the sloppy joes. <laughs> it, it's almost, it's more like it. marinara with beans, yeah. and it is just disgusting. It's just runny. You should definitely try it. That's for weeks. That's like, for weeks. That's for right. weeks. He'll tell yeah, us what he thinks. That, that is actually a good question. Is there a more yeah. re- hated regional food than Skyline Chili anywhere else in the country? Is that a Cincinnati? Yeah. It, it's like a South... Yeah. West Ohio thing, yeah, so, mid to southwest. So we're adding Cincinnati to the list now too. No, 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 because no, we like their team. We just don't want their chili. Okay, and I think that's right. fair. That's yes. fair. That's fine. All right, let's let's go west. Um, let's start with. I need to warm up a little bit before we get in here. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start. With let's last. start with the Vegas Raiders. Wait, are there more than one team in that division? There, I don't know how they did this, but <laughs> yes. There, there are four teams. Vegas, eight and a half, over, under. Rick, hit, hit it off. What do you think? All right. So the good news is I have not beating Denver only once. They're a nine-win sure. team. They're, they're a 10-win team at the end of the day. Um, they're just – I, I hope they're going to be a lot of fun. It, coming into the season, they feel like the guys who you want to watch every like Sunday night or whatever is going to be putting up 42 points, and it's going to be a disaster on defense. It's going to be a dome game half the time. Um, I, I like Carr. I've always liked Carr. Dude's got a bad rap. He's a bad team. He's bad coaches. Uh, this is the year that he can kind of be unleashed on the world, and uh, he's got the weapons. Adams, thank God he's not in Green Bay anymore. I don't have to watch that guy. Uh, but yeah, he's he's hooked up to a quarterback that's not in love with himself and can focus on the game, and he should have a good year. So anyway, yeah, it's going to be a fun team. They're gonna they're gonna win a bunch. You know who else likes Derek Carr? David Carr. <laughs> I was reading like top fifteen offensive players in the league by David Carr. My bro, wow. Derek Carr was was up at number seven. And I was like. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> I like Derek Carr. He's fine. I'm worried about – I think their offense line is going to be a bit mm-hmm. of a mess. Um, mm-hmm. Carr gets the ball out quick. I've got to say that. Like, he mitigates some of that issue. Um, and then their defensive secondary could be a mess as well, um, which, you know, some high-scoring games. It's it, – I've, I've, I've got them slightly under at two-and-a-half wins. <laughs> Wow! I think that's fair. That's fair and just. I think that's big. That's big. How do you feel about Vegas? I'm just under two. I mean, that division's brutal, and not only that, but they have to cross over and play the NFC West, which means they got to play Arizona. Who I don't think we talked about this. They're not like a special team, but they beat you in a shootout for sure. And if you if your liability is in the defensive backfield. And I mean, they get pressure. Max Crosby can get to the quarterback. They got some guys, but like no linebackers to speak of. Like they're just going to get torched by the rest of these teams in the division. And they have to play San Fran and they have to play the Rams. Their last, have you seen their last five games, six games? Oh yeah, it's it's brutal. It's not good. It's not good. So I, they could lose all those games. Like they could okay. very likely lose their last six games. So I think it's under. They'll win a lot in the beginning and lose a bunch late. Two additional things to consider here. One, mm. they have a kicker named Daniel Carlson who has a higher Ooh. field goal percentage career than Blankenship. <laughs> That's fake. That's fake news. Would you get that? Truth Social? Uh, yes. Two, okay. their cornerback, they have a cornerback named Rock Yasin, and that's just an awesome yeah. Oh, yeah. Temple. Temple yeah. guy. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to buy them at least two wins with those two facts combined. So they're, they're at five Th- That's. Now. That's kind of hard hitting analysis to get here. Hey, as long as those wins aren't coming from the Broncos, Rick, give them as many as you need. I'm okay with it. Uh, I I will put money down. They will beat the Broncos once this year. (laughs) I'm worried about one of the games, um, the way it falls in the schedule. Um, I see it. uh, So the the Chargers. Mm. (laughs) Everyone loves the Chargers. Everyone loves the Chargers. You know who does not like the Chargers? (laughs) 
You and Russ. <laughs> your, your, your host here is not a Chargers <laughs> fan. Um, Justin Herbert, not good. <laughs> He's not going to make Carr's list. He won't even be in the top 20. <laughs> I think he was behind David Carr and Derek Carr. <laughs> both of them. Why not? Put them both in. Oh, I mean, God. No. I, Herbert's good. I'll admit it. I'm, I'm not sold on Mike Williams yet. I'd, I'd like to see another year of Mike Williams doing something. Um, Keenan Allen's reliable. Uh, their their offensive line's getting better every year. Um, Eckler, are we sure he's better than Philip Lindsay? <laughs> wow, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Time defense will tell got better. I don't. I, I think J.C. Jackson. He was great in New England. Um, also, how much of that was was Belichick putting him in right place, right time, like number of interceptions. I think he's good, but I, I don't know if he's top three cornerback in the league. Um, good. So I've got all that being said, uh, the Los Angeles chargers over under is 10 and a half. I have them winning three games. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, <I'm done>. <laughs> <laughs> so hammer that under Gibby. Um, I've got them somewhere 10 and seven. Um, 11 and 6. <laughs> Rick, you can, you can jump on the Chargers. No, I, I actually think uh, Air Bear is good, Bobby but wildly, Air? wildly overrated. Once it, 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 it's kind of a singular distance driven game that these guys are like field stretching type of game, you can mitigate that, especially when you have a running back that is uh, hurt all the time. Uh, Chargers. Are fifteen and seventeen under actually Herbert's starting record is fifteen and seventeen. He's got a career sixty six point two completion percentage. That's okay. It's pretty good, but not worth the praise that this guy gets every freaking day. Certainly not like the second best fantasy quarterback off the board that we're seeing in these drafts. I think people need to. Well, he could be good, and then we'll look like idiots. But I think that uh, the data doesn't support the uh, the rave reviews of him personally. And the team itself, yeah, they're going to win. 10 to 11 pretty easily, I think, at this point. But uh, those are two conflicting thoughts, but I have them. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's, he, got the same, he's got the same completion percentage as Tua. We'll put it that way. If, if we're going to strive on this podcast for transparency, radical candor, and honesty, then I think it's only right that I tell you and our tens of fans that Rick also was unfortunately involved in a catastrophically bad fantasy trade in our dynasty league, that included Herbert. And so I think, and he would admit this, there's a little bit of, um, a little bit of bias there. Cause he's awesome. There's just mm. no other way to look at it. Like he's really good. But I was thinking as you were talking, Gibby, um, who's the last cornerback that got paid big money in free agency and like continued to play at that high level. Has it ever happened? Uh, I mean, great. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, Rick, can you think of anybody? I was honestly oh. trying to figure that part out. I mean, Gilmore was big free agent when the Patriots signed him, but like big in terms of the Patriots spending money before two years ago when they went crazy. But and if there's anything Belichick can do well, it's 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 diagnose and find defensive back talent. Yeah. You don't want guys coming from there. You want the guys right obviously that are going there. So I don't know. The, this this division is going to eat these teams up, but the Chargers are good. The offensive line is loaded. Their skill position guys, they've got people. Defense has some playmakers. They've got Derwin running around. So it's a good team. They're, you know, it, they're going to go back and forth, I think, all year long. This is a good team. I would take the over, though. But I, I, that division's tough. I, I agree, but I was looking through, like, the extra games, right? Because they're going to – I just penciled in three and three across the yep. board. Like, yep. Um. And I looked at their extra games and they're all winnable. Like they're not, they finished third in the divisions. They've got the third place schedule, not the second place schedule. And I think that's going to be the difference between them and Vegas. I think they're better than Vegas, but um, Chiefs, 10 and a half. Maddie, how are you feeling about the Chiefs this year? We're going to see a different Chiefs team, I feel like. I think everybody's gotten accustomed to the Mahomes, chuck it deep, Tyreek makes a play, Kelsey takes everything underneath. I think they're going to get back to being more of like a traditional Eagles, Andy Reid type team. I think they've telegraphed a lot of their moves this offseason. They're trying to get some talent at running back to take the weight off of – 
I mean, the draft pick of Sky Moore, he's not a traditional receiver either. He plays all over. They've lined him up in the backfield in training camp. He plays the slot. He can play the X. He can play the Y. So it doesn't really matter, really. Um, I think they're going to be good no matter what. But, um, yeah, they're, I think they're a great team. They're, uh, they're over-unders 10.5 as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rick. Yeah, I go over. Same, same scenario there. Yep. Yeah, easily. Uh, so Juju, assuming he's going to be healthy, is going to go off this year. That's going to be fun to watch. Um, I don't think Mahomes mm-hmm. has had a receiver like Juju really ever on this roster. He's had some vertical guys. He's had a couple of intermediary guys. But um, it'll be fun to see what they can do with him. Uh, they're loaded. Yeah, it's going to be great. Kelsey's going to have another kind of bounce back uh, season here or, or better than it was last year at the very least. Their D is... Uh, I think they went to a four three, right? They were a three four before they they switched something up. I think so. Yeah. I think so, so, yeah, they're, they're Frank Clark still doing his thing there. Um, well, there, there was a whole. Uh, I lost the the thread there, but Ceh, everyone makes fun of him. Says he's you know not great. He's perfectly serviceable. He should be just fine. Okay. McKinnon might be a little bit more useful long term throughout the season. Uh, Pacheco is going to be whatever the heck that guy is going to be at this right. point. So. They have a lot of options, and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the past 10 years, and there's no excuse for them not to go at least 12 wins this year. Yeah, I've got them at 12. Um, I am winning the division, too. I'm saying it now before we get <laughs> done with this division. But I've got them 13 – actually, 13-4 is where I, I landed on them. Uh, I think they're just – they're going to be a different type of team, like you said. Um no one's going to have 90 receptions for 1400 yards on this team. I think it's going to be like five guys with 65 catches for 860 yards. Um, and you're just going to pick like, okay, is it Cole Hardman this week? Is it, you know, who, who's it going to be week in week out? Um, so Denver Broncos, finally. Thank God we got there. I've, I've convinced myself Trevor Simeon, could oh, no. be the next Tom Brady. Oh no! <laughs> After one year, I yeah. you know how I feel about Drew Locke. I mean, Pat uh-huh. Shermer. I was just watching a clip of Pat <laughs> Shermer. Christ, I bet you were. I bet you were <laughs> in camp. He was talking about we're we're actually pa- practicing incompletions. Oh, good, <laughs> good. Were you were you like choking yourself ceremoniously from the closet too while like practicing? <laughs> Just, real David Carradine on him. Yeah. What are we doing, Pat? Um, you know, because you have to ride. Russ needs you, and he wants you to ride. And whatever that means is, you have to do it. So you know, Russ. Uh, I've I've read all the articles. I've read them front to back and back to front. Um, <laughs> there's some talk about his decline. Like, I don't buy it. He was playing oh. his best football before he hurt his finger. Um, yep. Back in 2020 as well, he was off to a great start, and then had like a two pick game and, and they lost, I think it was to San Francisco and Pete Carroll said, screw it. We're not letting Russ cook. We're going to run the ball 45 times. Um, and, and then he never had an offensive line. Um, I don't think this offensive line's outstanding, but if we're going like Madden ratings, I think they're all like bowls is really good. Um, the rest of the offensive line, they're all like 79s to 81s. Um, yeah. A little bit of an issue at right tackle, depending on, on some health there. Um, but, but I think, you know, the running game, when we're talking about who's the next Frank Gore, it's not Javante Williams, but maybe Melvin, Melvin Gordon, still young enough. He might get another contract. He's already racked up some yards, another like 1000 or, or two more, like 800 yard seasons. And he might start to rack up those, those, you know, career rushing yards and be like, Oh man, how, why is he still here? Why does he have a hundred career touchdowns and 8,000 rushing yards or 10,000 rushing yards? So, so he, yeah, um, okay. he is the next Frank Gore then is what you're saying. He could be. Um, if he wants to be. Anyway, the defense, I think I'll, I'll just, I'll just go. You guys can go on mute if you want for a minute. <laughs> defense. Um, Everyone's like, oh, well, they lost Von Miller. They lost Von Miller after week six last year. Um, even if Randy Gregory plays six games, which he very well might only play six games this year, it's going to be an improvement over Malik Reed's 17 games. Um, and then hopefully a healthy Chubb. 
Uh, DJ Jones was really good in the middle with San Francisco last year, really. And then Sertan's about to be a superstar. I think when you're talking about like who's the next great corner, I think I think he's going to be in the the top five, maybe as soon as the end of this season. Um, might be a little premature, but but everything he does just screams like, okay, this guy's going to be able to shut down half the field. It's going to be tough against the AFC West. Their over under is ten and a half. I found a way to get them to thirteen and four, um, what? but I, I think they're I think they're at eleven and sixteen. Um, I'll zip it. I'll zip it. Rick, how do you feel? No, how do you hey, feel about? I, I have eleven and six too. Um, the the front end of the schedule is going to be where they need to make up some hay because yep. the the last the last uh, literally the. With exception to one game against Carolina, week yep. 11 is, through 18 is Raiders, Carolina, Ravens, KC, Cardinals, LA, Rams, KC, Chargers. That's a gauntlet. It is a gauntlet. So if they can get out of that winning three of those games, then this is going to be a team that's way above 11 and 6. Um, yep. But this is assuming they they take one against uh, the cards and and pretty much pump the rest. So, yeah, that the beginning of that schedule is going to be really critical to uh, to the success and, and how far these guys can get. But if they get behind the eight ball halfway through that year, it's going to be tough to climb out of that hole. So, with that roster and all the things that you said already about the defense, which I didn't know a whole lot about their D, but I mean, rightfully, no one knows much about the Denver D aside from <laughs> sick events. So. <laughs> Offensively, they got a lot of fun players, and it's going to be cool to see uh, what Russell can do up there. Dave, fun, Dave, Wilson. Dave Wilson. Dave. <laughs> uh, Gibby, it's not lost on me that you found a way to sneak the phrase "healthy chub" into a soliloquy yep. about the Broncos. By the way, I don't <laughs> know if was... that was serendipitous or if that you just came. That was like premeditated, <laughs> but that was fantastic work by you. <laughs> it was on purpose, but I'm glad you pointed it out. I'm so I I think this is a good team. I'm I'm with you on Russ. Like he's not he's still good. He's none of the data backs up that he's declined. He's the same guy he's always been. He doesn't throw to the middle of the field. He's incredibly elite at throwing deep down the field, and he extends plays with his legs. He turns the ball over while doing so. You take the good with the bad. Nothing has waned. So I think his supporting cast is. You said it all right. The supporting cast is as good as it is. So I think that this is a team that probably can sneak over. More importantly, Gibby, I'm looking at the schedule. Yes. Which games can we commit? Which primetime games can we commit to watching with you? Which ones will you let us into your world for? <laughs> you get very emotional during these games. I know. So I want you to pinpoint because I know there's some I got we got some guys who might want to get involved in a Zoom and just I watch watch that with you. I think this so, would be great. I you know, I hesitate to say week one against Seattle just because, you know, yeah. I need to I need to see what's going on first. Yeah. Um, that's fair. That's fair. I need to feel a little more comfortable. But I think there's you know, maybe like a second quarter. Um, I'd like a half. I'd like at least a half. Um, I'm trying to think. I'll I'll pencil a few in. I'll I'll look at a couple games. Uh, 49ers. I'm worried about that game in general. That's early in the season. I think that's week three. Um, yeah. That's gonna be a tough game, but that might be. Hey, Lance is still trying to figure it out. So if they yeah. can, I think the time to get San Francisco on the schedule is is early rather than late. But Thursday night, I, Indy at home, October 6th. That might be a nice one. That feels safe. That feels safe. You don't have any emotion there. I, I think the no, Niners will still be reeling from the week one beat down by the Bears. I think you got probably need to be okay with that. <laughs> they could be. They could be. I think that, I mean, the Bears, that's the time to get the – I wouldn't take the Niners in week one in a, in a survivor pool, that's for sure. No. But, um, I like I like the journey for you, Gibby, because I remember a few years ago, back when I used to have a football team that was worth rooting for, and it's fun. It's fun to like be emotionally invested a little bit in, in those games, especially when you start popping up with some primetime games. Sunday night, those oh are yeah, just, those are great. Those are and fantastic. if we can get Jim Nance doing a game, I'm not sure. We might have to have a nurse over to your house <laughs> and just keep keep an just IV on trip. you and. Just, just make sure the vitals stay, and and you don't tear through too many pairs of Hanes. I could. Well, good. We'll support you either way. I appreciate it. All right, so so back to the the AFC East. Um, let's start with the Jets. I think 
Uh, Maddie, you can start with the Jets. I don't know if you have any Jets thoughts. I, I'm out. I've the Jets are just like so classic. They've been just so embarrassing for so many years. I think they're probably on a better path now with Salah, but. Zach Wilson can't play, and he's hurt. Flacco obviously can't play. They've got all these Ferraris at receiver, and they have literally no gas to put in any of the tanks. They drafted a running back for some strange reason in the second round. I just – it's not great over there. It's They're just an embarrassment. It's a bad team. What's the over-under here? Six and a half or Five something? Five and a half. I mean, I haven't even looked at the schedule, but they'll find a way to to, to blow it. Let's just, let's just, you know, it'd be very Jets to say under. So let's just stick with the theme. <laughs> Rick, Jets thoughts? Three and 14. Okay. If they're lucky. So, yeah, it, the, Flacco isn't going to win against the Ravens. The, I don't think he's going to beat the Browns, honestly. Certainly not the Bengals, certainly not the Steelers. And it just gets harder from there. So, I don't know. It, yeah. it, this is kind of like not to bring the bears up again, but this is kind of the team that reminds me of what the bears fans were feeling like, like four years ago where everyone was kind of standing around going, what is the point? Like how do any of the moves that we're making make us a better team? And aside from just adding talent without real direction, um, it, it's gotta be confusing as hell for these guys out there. And I feel for any jets fans, uh, at least the ones that I like um, that being said, yeah, it's just going to be tough. And, uh, I hope other teams show them mercy because it's going to be uh, not fun to watch them. Yeah, I think they're they're backdoor covering quite a bit on their way to four and thirteen. Um, I, I had them at like five, maybe sneaking out six wins if if Wilson was decent and healthy. But I like you said, you know, I, I don't see Flacco. You know, I I, I experienced Joe Flacco <laughs> in Denver. <laughs> that was that was not fun. So that being um, said, they, they had a lot of interesting picks last year, but I just don't think this year is going to be the year they're going to make an impact. Yeah. I think next year, uh, assuming everything kind of works itself out with Wilson, they might not. Um, they have no excuse to be a really interesting team next year, but it's it's just kind of a, a weird period in that that uh, growth phase for them. I agree. I agree. We got uh, Tua and Dolphins. Eight and a half. Rick, how do you feel about how how do you feel about the Miami Dolphins? I like the Dolphins. First of all, they stole the coach that I thought the Bears should have gotten. I was really yep. excited uh-huh. about the idea that he would step in with Fields and just turn this thing into an offensive, fun, crazy game. Uh, instead, they went defense. That made me sad. But uh, Tua has no excuses to not be living up to his full potential this year. I think he will. I, I really like him. You guys know me. I'm always pimping his stats and they don't lie, right? They, they show that he is uh, a careful, very accurate uh, quarterback who hasn't really had the chance to showcase a deep game yet. I mean, there's no th- point in just arbitrarily throwing the ball deep in uh, the last couple of seasons. So that being said, they're a nine and eight team. Uh, again, same thing. Tough schedule. This team is in the first year of what's probably going to be something pretty fun and pretty uh, interesting to watch. But uh, I think anything over nine would be an added bonus this year. I agree. Um, and I'm I'm big on Tua. I think uh, to your point, and I, I'm I'm excited to hear someone else backing Tua. Um, look, he came back from a major like Bo Jackson level <laughs> hip injury. Yeah. Um, wasn't ready, had a coach that didn't believe in him. Um, split time, Fitzpatrick was, you know, ready and capable as a backup quarterback at the time. And so they were in the playoff hunt a year early. So Tua's, you know, progression um, got a little bit skewed there. So, I, you know, I think I think it's going to be a fun team. I think their defense is really good. Um, their offensive line's improving. It's still not, you know, top level, but um, they're, they've got a good offensive line now. They've got receivers. Waddle, Hill are going to be a lot of fun. Um, I have them over eight and a half. I have them at nine and eight. Maddie, Dolphins. Yeah, that's the second best team, I think, in the division. They built the team properly. Like, if you want to give Tua a shot to be successful, it's not unlike what the Eagles did with Hurts. You know, surround him with some guys who can get you yards after the catch. Like, I know everybody remembers all of the um, Mahomes to Tyreek bombs because those are the ones that find their way to the highlights. But he was a big yards after catch guy too. He was a yak monster. So I think they like between him and although Waddle hasn't been practicing, I don't really know what's happening okay. there. And maybe today he got back 
to practicing, but he's kind of been like out all all off season. So I don't know. I think he has a history of soft tissue injuries, and I only bring it up because I think it's not as good for Tua, obviously, if they're not both on the field at the same time because of the attention they'll take away from each other. Yeah. So it just opens up the field, and it's a good team though. Um, defense is up and coming. They got some guys. Uh, they got some young guys in the defensive backfield, and they got some guys on the edge that can play. Um, they've got they've got a lot of things to play for. I think it's a good team. That's that's an over. Waddle was a limited practice participant today. Okay, so he's bad. Maybe they're just well. That that's could be two ways, I guess. Maybe they're resting him because they're worried about his ability to hold up over a course of a season. Which it's strange. Something doesn't smell totally right there. And I think this team is drastically worse without him because it's a lot easier to defend the rest of that team. They're going to run the ball though. It's, it's a zone scheme. That's big. Yeah. Daniel brought it from San Fran. So it is one of the few teams with an endless supply of running backs though. That's true. They can, yeah. <laughs> for whatever that's worth, they have like three, three potential bad, albeit starters with exception of chase Edmonds. So um, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I, this team feels a little bit like, like Arizona, the Cardinals last year, almost mm-hmm. like they're going to be fun. Um, they'll be able to get after the quarterback a little bit, have some good defensive backfield um, players, and and you know be able to put up points in bunches. Um, yeah, I, I can see, I can see, you know, a nice little run there. Uh, let's talk about everyone's darling. Um, I mean, should we hand over the Lombardi Trophy to the Buffalo Bills um, tomorrow? Every, everyone else seems to be doing it. I have a hard time disagreeing. I think this team is loaded. There's no holes. There's literally no holes. I mean, Von Miller, people say he's 33, he's washed up, or he's he had four sacks in the last four games. He's a situational playoffs. pass rusher. It doesn't have to be exactly for the whole game. He's the closer now. Like he's gonna play 50% of defensive snaps. Um, and they're gonna keep him fresh. Um, and and that's been, you know, kind of the the thing that was holding them back against the Chiefs at the end of the last year or the end of the the, the division round game um, was they just couldn't get any pressure on Mahomes. So I, I have them over eleven. I have them at fourteen and three, uh, winning division, being being uh, number one seed. But Maddie, Buffalo. Yeah, I don't see. I mean, I can't disagree with any of it. I don't see. They're the odds-on favorite in Vegas to to win everything. Like they they don't have any holes. They have. They've got all the important positions sorted out. And because that primary important position of quarterback is sorted out with a guy who's still on his rookie deal, I believe. Yes. That is the cheat code that gives these teams like the Chargers and them and and whoever to go spend elsewhere to fortify the rest of your team. Because what did they give Von Miller? Wasn't it like 10 something million? Yeah. Guaranteed too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He, he's at like 18 per year. Yeah. So they've filled in all those gaps. Like they're they're they they're going to need a lot of injuries for their for them to not make it back. And you never can predict this stuff. It's different every year. Right. But I don't have, I can't make any realistic arguments against them. To be honest, yeah, the, the, Rick, are you going to trend with the Bills? Want to hear something? I I had to argue with myself to give them one loss, and that's going to be a Baltimore. Just one game to Baltimore. They'll they'll probably lose in the last second um this team is crazy like they have singletary or and cook and cook is you know essentially another wide receiver out of the backfield um they already have gabe davis who is going to be this year's like next big thing in pretty much every league you draft uh as your second wide receiver so i mean check down from cook to Diggs to gate davis is pretty stupid, you know, in terms of the options that you have behind uh, fairly decent offensive lines. So you got a lot of time play. to make a decision. Uh, my Lord, uh, I don't even care about their D. I know nothing generally about it aside from Miller and the fact that it's stifling and, and pretty damn good. But offensively, uh, they'll be good. And I think they just locked up Knox a couple hours ago for like four years. Yeah, too. So one yeah, last thing for him to worry about. So everyone's really happy. And uh, it, it's one of those things where the football gods always laugh at us and the they might be like one in three to start the season because that's how things work in the NFL uh, from yeah. time to time. But yeah, it, it's give it to them. Uh, award them now. I'm happy with that. All right. The New England Patriots. Um, I've always been a huge New England Patriots fan. Uh, so I, I'd love to, I'm, I'm going to pass it over, Maddie. You were very polite. Um, you know, you're, you're very complimentary about uh, the Denver Broncos and I appreciate that. And I've um, I've 
had a lot of words over the past uh, 20 years um, about my feelings towards New England. I love the the region. Um, I just Thank haven't you. always been fond of the I love the team. region. <laughs> I, you're definitely not in the minority of people who have hated the Patriots. Over I, the last I know that. Decades. I know that. Um, so I, their over-under is eight and a half. Um, I, my head tells me they're, they're a seven and 10 team, but I also know that I'm going to be listening to WEI, like dropping the kids off at school and they're going to be eight and two and talking about going to the Super Bowl. Um, so I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to hear your thoughts, Maddie, on New England. Tarbell's going to be calling in. You're going to hear him live on air, just torching you. Miserable. Yeah. Bank, carve some time out for it. Um, I don't know. It's kind of weird with the Patriots because it's obviously not what it was. And you get pretty lulled into that expectation that, you know, the worst case scenario is you lose in the Super Bowl. And that was the way it was for so long. It was just kind of outrageous. But I don't really know what the plan is this year. They, so they, Belichick didn't hire an offensive coordinator. He refuses to name one. There's speculation that he's doing that for some sort of bizarre, like, reverse like tanking clandestine like i don't know there's a whole bunch of stuff going on but like they don't have an offensive coordinator they have no real all camp long all we've heard is we can't figure out how to run these plays like we don't know how to understand this playbook so they're always going to have a a solid enough defense like a belichick team he'll find guys like that's just what he does they've got guys who nobody knows about that just play good d i think mac is a good quarterback he's I don't think he's like the type to take over and own a game, but I think I don't think he's going to make any mistakes. I think he's basically Kirk Cousins, is how I view him. Um, I think he's Derek Carr, but I don't think David. Yeah, would I mean, they, that way. no, he's, no. He's Dave we'd Carr. have to look at the rankings. We'd have to check the rankings again. But no, I think it's a it's a perfectly average team. I think they're going to they're going to establish it much harder than their games are going to be super boring. They're going to establish it. They're going to play defense. They're going to try to just drag the game down and, and pull the clock out. I don't see how they're any more than like an eight or nine win team. Not not in this division, and they're a non-con too. Is is a little bit tricky. So it's I don't know. It's a year where you could talk me into any 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 level of um, success or failure either way. Because I just I don't think they'll bottom out, obviously. But I don't see a path to winning enough games to being like in the playoff mix. So it's a it's a bridge year. It feels like. I agree, Rick. Rick, what do you think? Uh, I, I think Maddie said it nicely there. Anything wouldn't really surprise me if they were really bad yeah. or really good. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I could see it. And that's just, I, I think they've earned one more year of ambiguity. But if it turns out that Belichick can't, you know, coach a halfway competent offense or at least be in charge of a staff that apparently can't themselves, um, you know, I think having been recently in New England and listened to sports radio up there, I think there might be revolts in the street. And, uh, you know, welcome to the pains of literally most other NFL markets where your teams yeah. normally aren't good and you normally don't know what's happening. And, it, you know, it, it's it's not fun. So Mac is fine. Um, I think Cousins might be a good analysis or a good uh, analogy, analogous uh, comparison. But um, I don't know. It, it's The Bears will beat him week seven. I'm calling it now. Fields Fest will be a victory. Oh, wow. Um, wow, we're gonna be going live for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. It's it's it is what it is, right? It's it's kind of chaos up there, and uh, whether or not Bill Belichick is the uh, best coach of all time, let's see what he does with a, a halfway bad roster and go from there. So that wraps it up. That wraps up the over unders. Um, we got some Super Bowls to predict. We can go matchups. You can take the lead here, Rick, if you're ready to roll. Um, yeah, so I, I think the conference championship is going to be pretty much a combo of Rams, Cowboys, Bills, Bengals. It's going to be Rams, and it's probably going to be Buffalo, right? I think. And it, this isn't uh, all that controversial, I guess. It's going to be Rams, or I don't think it's going to be – the Chargers for all the reasons we already talked about. Uh, so I think in the end, the Super Bowl might be boring. I'm, I think by week eight, it's just going to be a horse race between the top four teams out there. And uh, 
it's going to be Buffalo again. And Gabe is going to score three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Oof. Done. Maddie, who do you have? So I looked at it. I went at it from a different approach to find the best bet and the worst bet on the board. And I, I noticed right away. So the Bengals are plus 2,100 to win the Super Bowl. It's the 11th best odds. So that means Vegas thinks that there's somehow 10 teams better than the Bengals. I wouldn't be shocked if they make it back there. I happen to think that it's <laughs> the bills are the obvious pick, Yep. but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals and the Ravens are the two teams that like end up playing to go to the Super Bowl for the AFC. So that's a great bet. The Packers are fifth best plus 1100. I just, I don't see how that's bad remotely possible. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> Basaccia is going to have to find a way out because that's just, it's not going to work out for him there. It's, it's just not it. yeah, to, to interject so real quick, Matty, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you see who's ahead of the Bengals? I do. And I, I wasn't going to broach the topic because okay, I ahead. feel like, yeah, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to end on a sour note here and, and offend my co host. But uh, yeah. So let's say, let's say, you know, just for the sake of, um, Mixing it up, let's say Ravens, Niners, Super Bowl. I thought about the Niners. Um, I have out of the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys, and it feels like a, a bit of a reach. But um, what if Micah Parsons is like? Lawrence Taylor this year. What if he just turns into this next level? He already had a great rookie year. He might have been one of the top three defense players in the league. What if he has an Aaron Donald type of lead in year two? Um, and is, you know, MVP candidate um, on the defensive side. So uh, in terms of, you know, longer shots. And then I think the winner is going to be the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I think Mahomes is quietly saying like, what the hell? Like, has everyone forgotten who I am? I'm Patrick effing Mahomes, and I'm still the best quarterback in the league. Um, you know, I, I just got married. My brother's turned off Twitter or whatever. Like, I think he just brings it back to table. He's sick of hearing Tyreek, like, you know, play both sides of the fence. Um, yeah. You know, I so I think Mahomes has, like, his, his FU moment this year, and it's um, – you know, it starts off a little bit rocky. They're they're like five and three, and you know, ten and ten and you know five or whatever, and they they feel like they're they're not all the way there, but then they just turn it around. They turn it on the playoffs and and you know roll um, through. So so I get the Chiefs winning it over the Cowboys. Um, Broncos losing in the AFC Championship game to the Chiefs. Slides it in. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't discount my man though. In Vegas, David Carr, Derek Carr, <laughs> Derek. Kirk, Kirk Carr, Great. David Cousins. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, well, no, shot that's that's Dude, not for Rick, fine. apparently. Fine. <laughs> I was just going to make another David Carr reference. It's fine. No one needs that. Well, that wraps it up. I'll let you get back to your evening. Thank you for uh, for indulging again. And um, we'll be back on uh, before long. Um, and, uh, and appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. I think we'll probably end up breaking this up into two pods um, to, to make it a little more um, consumable for folks. Um, get their workout in or, or whatever you know they like to do while listening to pods. So uh, thank you, Rick. Appreciate this. Maddie, thank you. Um, it's been fantastic. Yep. Give me, you're the king. Have a wonderful night, gentlemen.